Oh my word! This is brutal. Because <laughs> normally I always check to see like how how long we've been talking for nerd news, and I looked up and I was uh, like, wait, there's nothing there. Oh my word! Oh my word! <laughs> I think we're just gonna move on. We're skipping the opening that we normally do, and we're just moving on. No, I don't no, look, <laughs> folks, folks, we've been talking for, and we forgot to hit record. So we got through most of nerd news, or I'm sorry, we got through most I of what's, we got through, we got through most of what's nerdy with you before we realized we haven't been recording this whole time. And oh, we just totally had this whole thing where I'm just... Austin Amanda's dog is just begging for attention and being really obnoxious. And I'm just like, that's, I don't get that from Xena. So I went and grabbed my lizard and I have her right now with me. And I'm just like, come Xena, let's show their dog how well behaved you are. And, <laughs> and we're going to tell and, the, and, ha- and, the, and the Jekka, hamster or guinea pig well, just, like, just like, and Jack, we're, we're catching, we're catching you, the listener, <laughs> of what we've been talking about. Jekka got the, uh, the Hobbit in Japanese to help her uh, remember how to read in Japanese. Um and uh, Amanda was complaining um, about how uh, the- Songbirds and Stakes has been only in the theater for yep, a month and, and it's leaving and theaters it's already on leaving. Tuesday. And uh, and yes, and and the dog has been like really wanting our attention in the middle of the podcast. So so Jekka got her lizard, and somehow that turned into us about to talk about guinea pigs. All right, you the listener are all caught up now. So oh it was either word. hamsters or guinea pigs. Plus, turn nerd XP to all of you for dealing with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I had a Jeez. niece and a nephew. Each one owned a guinea pig. It was either a guinea pig or hamsters. There were two of them. And my sister was at our house. We were playing a game. And my niece, who owned one of them, was at our house. And they got word while they were at our house that one of the animals ate the other. Yes, like one of the guinea pigs ate the other person's guinea pigs. And I thought that was like the coolest thing I'd ever heard so of. So he starts going around the room giving <laughs> high fives. I start high fiving everybody because I thought it was so cool. Meanwhile, my, my our niece is bawling her eyes out because it was her guinea was pig her that gu- got eaten. Yes, and I'm high I'm high fiving people in front of my niece. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> guinea pig ate another guinea pig? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Anakin thinks it's funny. He's, he's laughing his head off over there. Oh my word. So anyway, that is guinea and, and and this may be why Anakin wants a guinea pig. We uh we actually had this niece over oh, to our house. Not not that long ago. And she, more more likely she'll be over at our house again in the near future. We gotta ask her about that 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 story and see see what she remembers it. I feel I feel bad. Like I didn't realize I didn't put two and two together. Because, because, like, as I'm walking around high fiving, Amanda like is like jabbing me in the the you know the gut and the ribs, you <laughs> know, like knock it off, stop. knock it off, yeah, that's awesome high five, knock it off. So, anyways, I did knock it off, but not <laughs> not 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 for like a good solid minute of me trying to high five people. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he realized 
that she was in the room and it was her guinea pig. <laughs> he was like, oh, oh yeah, it's terrible. That's terrible. All right, I've got something to share with what's nerdy with me. Um, so uh, we we announced last week uh, that we're going to also start doing uh, a D&D podcast. We're going to be sharing it on the same feed, so uh, you guys will be able to hear it, but uh, probably about maybe once a month, just like a supplemental special podcast. We just want to talk some D- D&D from time to time, and uh, we'll have a rotating cast of uh, hosts and co-hosts uh, I'll be there. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Travis, long, long time ago, used to host, uh, co-host this podcast as well. He'll be, he'll be doing it. Brady will be there. Uh, Jack and Amanda might make some guest appearances from time to time. But we're going to be doing that in addition to this. Uh, this is still going to be the main podcast. We're still going to be doing this on a, a regular basis. That's just going to be in every once in a while. But, you know, we just wanted to talk D&D from time to time. And so uh, the first... The first episode we're going to be recording later this week, and it will probably come out uh, the week of Christmas. So just be uh, be on the lookout for that if you want to uh, do some D&D talk with us. But uh, in the meantime, we got a lot of new news to cover, so let's get into it. Many Bothans died to bring us this information. Ooh. And... What is the news that should be on your nerd radar? And we are recording. I'm just making sure. Yes, okay, we are recording. I was going to say, it'd be hilarious <laughs> if we got through all this and then realized Uh-oh. we hadn't started recording. Yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, well, we're like, what, 265 podcasts? We've never made that mistake before. It was a brand new one. So we've made other mistakes. That's but what that happens one. when you have two podcasters going through grad school. Yeah, that's there you go. There you yeah. Go. All right, so what news do we need to be talking about? Well, we've got a trailer for Dune Part 2 has been released. The latest trailer for Denis Villeneuve's Dune Part 2 is out, highlighting the evolving relationship between uh, Paul Atreides and Shanae. Is that how you say her name? Um, Shanae? Chaney. Chaney? That's not how you say Chaney. Johnny. What? Anyways. anyways. Johnny. The the late the lady uh, played by the uh, the lady in uh, the Spider Man movies Zendaya Zendaya yes <laughs> anyways Dune Part Two delves into Paul Atreides' journey as he joins forces with Shanae or Cheney or whatever and the Freeman embarking on Freeman. a vengeful quest against those who ruined. His family, torn between his love and the fate of the universe, Paul battles to avert a dreadful future he foresees. The film brings back its star-studded cast from the first film and is set to hit theaters March 1st, 2024. Let's take a listen to this trailer and talk about it afterwards. It's okay. I'm here. I'm here. It's been a while since you've had one of those nightmares. Tell me, what was it about? only fragments nothing's clear you've been fighting the Harkonnens for decades my family's been fighting them for centuries your blood comes from dukes and great houses here we're equal what we do, we do for the benefit of all. 
I'd very much like to be equal to you. Maybe I'll show you the way. Deal with this prophet. Send assassins. Fade Rother. He's psychotic. possible futures all at once and in so many futures our enemies prevail but i do see a way there is a narrow way through Just like I said the first time, you're like, no, that's not right. I'm like, well, maybe it's no, not said, right. But it, he says said, it in the trailer, Chani. You said Chaney. Chani. You didn't even hear it over there, girl. What are you? What are you <laughs> yeah. My daughter. Commentary in the background. Um, I'm really excited to see it. Oh, me too. I I do appreciate the love story in Dune. But there's so much more, and it's so interesting how they focus so much on the love story in the trailer. And, and I have to wonder: Are they trying to attract feet? Like their target mark, the target market for this trailer. I'm trying to figure out what that is, because it, I, I feel like they're trying to attract a feminine audience with this. Uh, so did the trailer worry you? No, the sandworms. Oh, the sandworms. They have the sandworms. Um, that part when you see all the sandworms coming out, I was just like, "Ooh, that's a bold move of them for putting that in," because that's like the coolest part of the book, right? Yeah. So, so are they ruining? Are they ruining the climax? <laughs> I don't yeah. think they are because, in a lot of ways, they're what they're not saying in the trailer tells me a lot of how like what they're holding back and what they feel the climax is yeah and so i'm really excited i am too i'm i mean they did such a good job with part one and part two mm, i hope mm. Yeah. Looks like you have something hard to say. I, I want to say it'll be worth the wait, but I don't want it to be like, okay, well, it's worth the wait, so let's postpone it another few months. I don't want that to happen. 
Sorry, I'm still a little angry that it got postponed. Even though it was sure. for good reasons, I'm still very much like, ah, because that's what happened with the first one. The pandemic well, post- yeah. postponed it, and then agreements not we, being made in time postponed the second if, if they uh, If they hadn't postponed it, we'd probably be talking Dune, Dune Part 2 tonight. Yeah. So. yeah. It is what it well, is. And, and then there's also, like, <sighs> we postponed going to, my daughter going to Songbirds and Snakes, and now she can't watch it in the theater because it's leaving. It's all good. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Yeah. All right, let's move on. <clears throat> the first trailer for Marvel's What If Season 2 has been released. That's right, Marvel Studios unveiled the trailer for What If Season 2 featuring a whimsical version of the 12 Days of Christmas. In the second season of What If, the Watcher continues the journey as our guide through the vast multiverse introducing brand new and familiar faces throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The animated anthology series Questions revisits and twists classic Marvel cinematic moments with an incredible voice cast that includes a host of stars who reprise their iconic roles. The series will feature stories involving characters like Hela, Captain Carter, Scarlet Witch, Iron Man, Black Widow, Doctor Strange, Nebula, Peter Quill, and others. It also includes a first glimpse of the new Native American character, Kahori. I believe that's how you say that. Mm. What if season two is scheduled to premiere on Disney Plus right around the corner, December 22nd? I didn't know it was going to be out so uh, early. So let's take a listen to this trailer and we'll talk about it afterwards. Let me tell you one of my favorite Yuletide stories. Ales all around. Chin chin. Oh, gotta admit, that's some solid holiday wordplay. There are infinite stories to be told across the multiverse. Well, you got the color of the suit, right? I'm Santa Claus, baby. That's cool. I I have to say that came out of nowhere. I mean, I was just thinking the other day, I was like, I actually enjoyed what if I wonder if they're going to make more of that. And then you're like, this trailer came out. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) That took me by surprise. Um, I did see in the trailer that they have Black Panther and I'm wondering what if they found a different voice or like if if that's going to be um, the sister instead, you know? Yeah, maybe, maybe. I think that's I'll be honest. Um, that's probably that curiosity right there is what's gonna make me watch this. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I'm although I, I'm I'm hold I'm all for Percy Jackson. I don't know if any of you guys have noticed the Percy Jackson trailers. I'm like so excited for that. My daughter has. I'm so excited. Yes, I am purposely derailing this from what if to Percy Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for Percy Jackson. I'm so excited for Percy Jackson. It looks so good. Anywho, that's one of those things. I'm like. 
what if is I'll try to watch it. It's what if. <laughs> it's like I really did enjoy the first season, so yeah. I am curious about this one. I'll have to rewatch the first season because it's been so long. But I like doing that anyways when these seasons come out as I like to rewatch the first think, the previous ones. I think it would be it, I don't know if my if the Marvel burnout I'm feeling a little bit applies to what if because it's so different and unique. See, and for that purpose, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't wear thin on me. I think so too, so. because yeah, like I mean that's what I remember about the first season because it was so different. And at that time I was feeling I was I was I was feeling the Marvel burnout when that first one when the what if came out. Um it came out around like WandaVision and First Loki. Yeah. Like those earlier t- Marvel shows. And so like I was starting to feel the burnout then and so and yeah, what if like I really enjoyed it because it was so different. But yeah. Yeah, well hopefully this next season is worth the time if if not, I might not finish it. Uh, if not, we got Percy yeah. Jackson all the way. Yeah. And apparently <laughs> Doctor Who, too. Yeah. Wait, so, well, so we haven't watched the third episode yet. We've been waiting oh, on it. Have you watched I, it? I I just caught up because I wanted to watch uh, Jody's final season and then the specials. So I I, re- I just rewatched the um the one with the meep. And then after the podcast, I'm going to watch the second special. Okay. The second one is excellent. We haven't watched the third one yet. So I... Saw the trailer for the new Doctor. No, yeah, well, yeah, yeah and yeah, that yeah. looks garbage. It does. <laughs> um, he's dancing in a club, like completely like. It, it, the it's problem not is, it. is, it's not ironic, and it's not awkward. Well, it's, the Doctor is awkward in a club. That's how it's supposed to be. He, the, the, he doesn't. He doesn't have any any doctor mannerisms that makes him at look, all that makes him look or feel or sound like the doctor from 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 iteration to iteration. Yeah, um, it, it's like a completely new. Person. Yeah, it's making yeah, it's making me a little mad and angry. See, I'm, I'm just kind of like, apparently Disney Plus is going to be the only streaming source for the new episodes of Doctor Who. And they're like not even like BBC One or any of the other places that normally have. I guess it's, uh, Disney is like hogging it all. And I'm just like, really, Disney? You can't handle the doctor. Like, um, you can't handle. Like, it was convenient for me that the specials were being aired on Disney Plus, but I'm like, no. Watch the trailer and you'll see how much they cannot handle the doctor. They do okay. not know what to do with him. Well, I don't think Disney is involved in the making of Doctor Who. They're just they're claiming not. They're not. They're just claiming the right. It really to feels to like Disney got a hold it. of the doctor. Ugh, ugh, say, mm, no. no. Yeah. No. Like we'll see, we'll see. We'll revisit this. Anywho, what if? Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> We're way off tracks. So I, I did right. not, I'm sorry, that was coming. <laughs> Barry Keoghan. Kogan. Barry Kogan teases, so if you don't know who he was, he was the Joker in Matt Reeves' The Batman We've gotten no news on what The Batman 2 looks like or what's going to be involved, but Barry Keoghan's Joker might be involved in it. That's right, Barry Keoghan. Kogan. Kogan. <laughs> His name is really messing you up. Well, yeah, he's got, an, he's got an E in there that shouldn't be in there. Anyways, Barry Kogan, known for his portrayal of the Joker, 
is stirring up a little bit of excitement because in a recent conversation with E-Talk, he hinted at the possibility of the Joker being in the Batman Part 2, which is the first hint that we've gotten of what this movie may look like or what the villain will be like. Now, Matt Reeves has previously shared that his insights into his vision for the Joker include a character who from birth had a condition causing a perpetual smile, uh, diverging from traditional backstories like accidental chemical exposure or mysterious scars. He likens this Joker to the Elephant Man, suggesting a disease that forces a constant smile, leading to a life of being viewed differently by others. This unique take on the character's origins shapes his nihilistic worldview. Life has been a cruel joke on him, and this is his response. And he's eventually going to declare himself as a clown, declare himself as a joker. That was the idea, end quote. So let's take a listen and hear what Barry says and, and and you guys tell me if you guys think he is basically confirming that the Joker is going to be in the Batman 2. So let's take a listen. Here we go. We hear Batman 2 is expected to start up in the new year. Should we expect to see you? Anything you can tease about that? Hey, um, I can't really say anything about that, my man. But, um, you know, it would be exciting, wouldn't it, to see the Joker come to life again, right? My smile says it all. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of this, Jake? Is 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 are we gonna get the Joker? I I couldn't hear a word he said. <laughs> I was like, what? What's happening? I can't hear that. <laughs> basically, um, what, basically, what he said was, I can't really talk about that, my man. Um, but wouldn't that be great if the Joker came back? Uh, my smile says it all. Mm, that sounds smiling. like a yes. That sounds like a yeah. yes. Which I think would be cool. Because, yeah, the Batman, I remember really enjoying that because of their take with the Riddler. I really liked how, because the only time we ever saw Riddler on the big screen was with the um, Batman movie We Don't Talk About. <laughs> yeah, that we was don't be- talk about it. Yeah. That one's better than the, the one that came after it, though. Yeah, yeah. Anywho, but um, but yeah, so... So that, you know, and I I feel like, too, like if people out there, if listeners are like, oh, the Joker again, the thing is, a good Batman story does have the Joker in it. And so it's a matter of time before the Joker comes back in. So, you know, I mean, the Dark Knight, we got the Joker in that one. So to do a sequel and bring in the Joker again, I'm like, okay, we'll go see that. I want to see how they do this, considering this world they've built up with. Robert Patterson, play, pa- Patterson playing the joke, the Batman. Wow, I'm getting mixed up now. Tongue tied. Okay. So yeah, I. It sounds like that, and I like how they're going, kind of like his origin story. That it's a disease that just makes it like so he's always smiling, and he just kind of owns it. Yeah, it's I a, think it's that's a, a clever take. take on it. That's a it clever is. take on it. Yeah, and it kind of fits in line with the version of Batman that Matt Reeves is building. So I like that. <laughs> Sorry. The, the dog the dog hit the uh, the bookcase and the whole bookcase goes and I was expecting <laughs> like a bunch of things to fall off and it didn't. 
Meanwhile, Zena's still chilling on my shoulder. Anakin, Anakin. Watching no, everything going, going on. on. I'll probably let her down to run around. Alright, alright. Yeah, look at that. You see all the movement? Dog being annoying. <laughs> oh my word. Okay, anyways. We're gonna move on. So check this out. A Star Trek Discovery made for TV movie is coming to Paramount Plus. So a Star Trek made for, I guess you would say streaming, made for streaming, is about to begin production. This movie will star Michelle Yao, and it will be called Star Trek Section 31, and it will begin filming in January 2024. The movie, a Paramount Plus production, features Yao reprising her role yes. as reprising her role as Emperor uh, Philippa uh, Giorgio from Star Trek Discovery. The story follows Giorgio as she joins a secret Starfleet division grappling with her past while protecting the United Federation of Planets. Filming is scheduled from January 29th to the end of March. Yao expressed excitement about returning to the Star Trek universe and the character of Philippa, a role she has cherished since the early days of the franchise's recent revival. She looks forward to sharing the new developments of her character with fans and executive producer Alex uh, Kurtzman. Oh my word, did you just hear the dog go flying in? Uh, highlighted Yao's influential role in the franchise, franchise, noting her early idea of a spinoff for Giorgio and her significant contributions to Star Trek Discovery. Uh, the screenplay for Star Trek Section 31 is written by Craig Sweeley. Uh, and uh, I guess we'll have to wait for a release date. So, in other words, we really, really, really need to catch up on our Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> I still haven't watched. I've only seen the first three seasons, and I think they're they're finishing. They're starting or finishing the fifth one, right? We fifth one's going to be the last one. We made it. I think two episodes into season two. <laughs> I mean, I will say this. Giorgio is the best character on Star Trek Discovery. And spoiler alert. She departs in season two. And I didn't care for season three. <laughs> season three was okay. It was okay, but definitely like seasons one and two were so good because of Giorgio. Like Michelle Yao just like played that character amazingly. And so I'm excited. For her to come back in this movie. It's going to be so great because Jojo's awesome. All right, moving on. While the dog is going crazy in the background. <laughs> he thinks I'm playing with him. So we're good. I put my up. lizard on the floor to let her run around. Stranger Things Season 5 will start up production again. So the highly anticipated fifth and final season of Star, or Star Trek, of Stranger Things is set to begin production again next month after delays due to the industry strikes and the pandemic. We're obviously eager to see how this hit series, uh, which features characters who started off as kids, but because of the pandemic and strikes, they're definitely young adults now, will conclude. The Duffer Brothers, creators of the show, have been praised for their vision. Uh, and according to Deadline, the target start date for filming is January 8th with some sources mentioning January 5th, the cast is reportedly already in Atlanta for prep work and table reads. 
Uh, Matt and Ross Duffer, in a conversation with Deadline last year, emphasized their ambition to stick the landing for the final season. They hinted at a dynamic start for the characters with the season feeling distinct and concluding in an extensive multi-ending finale reminiscent of Return of the King. Sean Levy, the executive producer and director, described the final season to Total Film Magazine as major, major cinematic storytelling, comparing it to the scale of the biggest movies. In a recent interview with The Guardian, the Duffer brothers shared their enthusiasm for the final season, describing it as like season one on steroids. They assured that the scale would be the biggest yet with a return to the roots of the series as characters reunite in Hawkins. Matt Duffer clarified that while spinoffs are possible, the story of central characters like Eleven, Dustin, Lucas, and Hopper will conclude in this season. For fans craving more, he pointed to Stranger Things, The First Shadow, a play serving as a prequel to the series in set in Hawkins in 1959. So, uh, as more news about Stranger Things comes out, uh, we'll just have to wait till uh, the season comes out. And uh, wh- where'd mom go? I don't know. Her head hurts. So okay, so you taking over? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this will be great. For a um, right. I want to say that's bold words of that. Like, I love Stranger Things, don't get me wrong, but that's very bold of them to kind of comparing it to the return of the king or saying that it'll be well, I think like just, that. I think you're just saying. I know. I'm just saying those are bold words. Very bold. But I, I'm excited. And that does make me feel good that they will at least conclude this storyline. Um, and also I'm glad that, cause there seems to be this thing going around Hollywood of making spinoffs and I'm just like, okay, I don't think that's necessary unless there is more stories to tell. It just seems like to these spinoffs are a way to milk a franchise for all it's worth, which it is, but doesn't bode well for me. Cause usually it means poor storylines. Um, but I'm glad that they're going to wrap up everything. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited. I just hope Netflix can get their act together, but yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm curious about what these spinoffs are going to look like. Um, you know, Netflix isn't going to let this franchise just you know fade into the background, especially since uh, streaming isn't quite making the money that it used to. They're not going to probably let their their most profitable franchise just fade away. Yeah. So yeah, but 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 at the same time, you don't want it to turn into to an obvious cash cow that's just being milked without producing quality stories. See, and, and that's what I feel like this those spinoffs might become. Because, yeah. like, as far as I could tell, the only stories to tell are, like, you know, kind of like this play. I mean, I, I remember, I just remember, like, the synopsis of it. But, like, I would like to see the play. I do want to see the play. But, you know, at the same time, it's like... Yeah, these spinoffs could be very poorly done or very well done, but I don't. I'm just not a huge fan of spinoffs. Sure. Yeah. Except, sure. In, like, spinoffs to me is fan fiction because I've done my fair share of fan fiction, which is a spinoff kind of thing. And so, for that to actually happen, I'm just like, oh, you're just going to be a fanfic. All right, Anakin, what do you think of this? 
upcoming final season of Stranger Things because you uh, just got into it. Yeah, I I think it's gonna be really good. Why do you think that? Uh, because the last four seasons were really great. What stood out to you about those last four seasons? Uh, probably uh. Hmm. What What made them fun? Why did you enjoy them? Was it the Demi Gorgons? Uh, pro- yeah, probably the monsters. You like the monsters? They're scary. What'd you think of Vecna? He was probably the best one. Yeah, he was creepy, huh? Yeah. He's definitely like, he's a, he's gonna be a force to be reckoned with. And they're gonna yeah. have to fight him again. I don't definitely. think he's gone. Definitely. And this is me being like, wait, what happened in Stranger Things season four? I'm trying to hold out for season five to come up before I rewatch Stranger Things. So yeah. I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. wait, what happened in season four? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah. All right, let's move on. Guess what? We got some science news. I was, I was thinking about this. I think we've gone all year without doing any science news. So I, think I figured there was one at the start of the was year. Was there? Okay. Well, I remember there was yeah, at least was. one. Well, we we got some science news, and this is some pretty big, crazy, uh, life-altering news for all of us in the uh, like next ten years or whatever. Quantum computers can solve in minutes what today's supercomputers would take millions of years to solve. So get ready to dive into the electrifying future of quantum computing. Imagine a world where computers solve in minutes what today's supercomputers would take millions of years to crack. That's the thrilling promise of quantum computing, and it's closer than ever. Dario Gill from IBM paints a vivid picture, quote, classical computers will never solve some problems, not now, not in a thousand years. Quantum computing offers a different way to represent and process information. Unlike traditional computers that process information using transistors in binary states of zero and one, quantum computers use qubits. These qubits are like artificial atoms, not just binary ones and zeros, but capable of being a one and a zero or anything anything at all. The, the quantum computer lab at Google is one of the coldest places in the universe, says uh, Karina Chow of Google Quantum AI. This deep freeze is crucial for eliminating electrical resistance and isolating qubits from external vibrations. The race for quantum supremacy is global with countries like China and the U.S. pouring billions into research. Physicist Kaku explains quantum computers scan all possible routes in a maze simultaneously, unlike classical computers that go one route at a time. That's kind of the difference between quantum computers and traditional computers. The nation or company that masters quantum computing will rule the world economy, end quote. So uh, the reason why we're even talking about this is, is, is because IBM uh, has actually just uh, produced uh, their, their first com- quantum computer that they're actually um, uh, selling to businesses. And so quantum computing is here already. Um, it's just in the very infancy 
stages and uh 60 minutes actually just did a whole uh a whole segment on the future of quantum computing but uh but i mean just just imagine this like when it comes to like medical breakthroughs like solve uh or or what's the cure to cancer you know we might get that like in like five minutes of quantum computing time because oh. because because it scans all routes simultaneously as opposed to traditional computers that looks for one route at a time. So that's kind of the best way to think about it. Because that's the thing about cancer is like, we actually do know how to stop it. The problem is stopping it. It's figuring out that protein that turns yeah. off that switch that causes the cells to yeah. pretty much get stuck in mitosis. That's what cancer is. It's cells that are just out of control, undergoing mitosis yep. and just duplicating, duplicating, they take over. Um, and it's like, we, we understand parts of that pathway. We know where that switch is. We just can't get it. And that would be game changer if a computer can simultaneously like try, create and try all these proteins that wants to be like, oh, this is what you need. And here's yep. how you could do it. So that that's mind boggling. That is mind boggling. It's absolutely mind boggling. Uh, That'd be so great. And, and, and that's just one possible one possible route quantum computing could change the world. There's so many other routes. Solve, uh, solve, solve, solve human hunger. <laughs> solve, solve how to travel faster than light, you know, do all these crazy things. Renewable so, energy. Exactly. Exactly. So quantum computing is something to keep an eye out. Um, and, and if you haven't had a chance to watch that 60 minutes segment, uh, go to YouTube and check it out. It's, it's pretty awesome. But We've got some uh, invincible to talk about, so let's uh, let's not accidentally close the podcast. Please don't. <laughs> no, no, we've already had we've already had some issues. So let's 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 talk some invincible. Here we go. We had our honeymoon on Alderaan. Good thing we took pictures, huh? <laughs> Shut up, Wesley. You have no idea what you're dealing with. Uh, Shakespeare in the Park. And that bell means it is time for our main event! Invincible! Season 2 mid-season! Nerd Out! We all remember that day. For some, the pain will never fade. When I was a kid, I always wanted to be my dad. What if that happens? What if I become him and I don't even know it? I need to do more. I can save lives. Put me back out there. Mark isn't like other Viltrumites. He's a good guy. Dinner tonight. Go save the world, Invincible. You're way too good for me. Who are you? I call me the Shapesmith. There's an infinite number of dimensions, and I was born with the ability to access all of them. Shut it down, or I take it down. Make us. You have no idea how much I wanted you to say that. It's about a den, I'ma let it out. Your powers don't make you a hero. They make you dangerous. 
Make him pay for what he did to your world. The last 20 years of my life have been alive. You want this back? Come and get it. Wrong choice, asshole. I need revenge. So arrogant, just like your father. People of Earth, the more you resist, the worse this gets. And if you think you can stop us, don't forget, I'm... Hey, special shout out to all you super nerds who have hit that podcast subscribe button. We really, really appreciate you. Please help us get the word out. Tell a friend about the podcast. And I want to invite you to hit that podcast subscribe button if you've not done so already. Come on, do it. You'll get plus 10 nerd XP. Anyways, so Jekka, did you get a chance to watch any Invincible? I watched, I, I watched the first episode. Okay. Um, this week got really crazy, so I watched it yesterday. Okay. And I can handle blood splatters. I've realized that about myself. Like, okay. I've seen all the John Wick movies, and I'm fine with those. But as soon okay. as you throw in the guts, <laughs> that's when I can't take it. So I, I watched the first episode, and I I kind of knew – I didn't know it was I, – I knew it was coming, but not like – because everyone's like, yeah, the very last scene with – Omni-Man and the Guardians, they're like, yeah, I kind of just like, whoa, okay, that's what this is going to be. And so I knew it was going to be gory, but even then I was like, oh, wow, okay, that is even more gory than any anime I've seen. <laughs> so I want to keep watching Invincible, but I think I'm going to have to take it in pieces. I can't just sure. sit and binge it all the way through. <laughs> like sure. after I watched that episode, I was like, I got to watch some Shit's Creek, <laughs> lighthearted, funny, just to kind of like balance that out. You could uh, very am like I was liking it. Yeah, I was like I'm very intrigued and I want to know what happens. I've, I've, but by all means, go ahead and spoil it. I think I know what happens from hearing you all talk about it before. So, like I know, so his dad goes bad and he has to end up fighting him. I do remember hearing that. Yeah. So so so, yeah. You're you're in you're in a unique position. Uh, I've read all of the comics. I've read all the comics uh, back in like 2012, 2013. Um, and it's a fantastic comic book series. It's it's quality stays pretty consistent throughout. There are there are some dips, but not not really bad. Like the from from start to finish, it's it's a good it's a good story. Um, and so so you're just starting it, uh, Amanda. Uh, she, she's all caught up. She's, she, she's dealing with the dog, I think. Uh, but so, so she's watched all season one and all of the mid season and this mid season, season two deals with the ramifications of, of Omni man. Oh, we should probably say spoiler warning. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All this. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's really interesting to see how uh all the characters react to what omni-man did after it pretty much comes to light at the end of season one pretty much everybody knows what omni-man did in that first episode um and all throughout season one 
you're you're gonna see things like the characters slowly getting the curtain peeled back and people starting to put pieces together and and now here's earth saying okay what do we do uh what do we do against the most powerful being on the planet like this information doesn't really do much uh because he's still the most powerful being on the planet so so that's what makes it really fun and interesting to watch um and and they really do a great job throughout season 1 and through season 2 through this mid season of of you 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 know what omni man did and you know maybe uh some of the underlying uh whys to what he did but but what they do a really good job of is you do not know what is coming up next because uh because it it feels like and they do a good job of this uh i would say they do a better job of this in the tv show than even in the comics they do a really good job of of maybe going in one direction that you think is going to happen and they kind of curve it and and it feels like a good natural curve um and, and and it doesn't it doesn't feel played out and and what's really nice about the the uh tv show compared to the compared to the comics is that um you you can kind of tell in the comics that Robert Kirkman, who designed, uh, who developed the story of Invincible, he also, if his name sounds familiar, he, he did The Walking Dead, the comics and the TV series. Uh, you can kind of tell in the comics that Robert Kirkman was a little excited to get us to that next spot in the story because he knows what's coming up and what's coming up is awesome. And you can tell he, he rushes it just a little too much to get us to that spot without taking some moments to explore some of the consequences of the things that we've already learned about and seen. And what's really nice about the TV show is you can tell that he, because Robert Kirkman is involved, uh, and he said that he's going to change up the uh, the TV show from the comics a bit, um, and, and they are, Uh but but the changes are they're 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 correcting the pacing, I would say they're correcting the pacing, and so now now you get moments in the uh, TV show that you didn't get in the comics that that help explore some of the ramifications of the choices made and the consequences of those choices, and uh, and it's fun to to see a little more depth uh, in that, um, and so, uh. Speak freely, Austin. Go for it. It's okay. Like, I go for it. Okay. All right. All right. So, like, we'll go see, ahead. See. You can spoil it. Go uh, ahead. <laughs> you uh, got so, the spoiler warning. <laughs> so, so you've seen, you've seen the first episode, but you haven't been introduced to Adam Eve yet, correct? No. And you haven't been introduced to Amber. I don't think so. She's not, I don't think she's in the first episode. Amber. Well, is she the, girl at at mark's school yeah yeah yeah, yeah well, i met her in okay that. okay because okay. The, the one guy was bullying her and mark stepped yes. in and then he got beat up and then when he re- came into his powers he totally took on the bully and was like yeah punch me all right so yeah, yeah so so so, oh, so is she a superhero <clears throat> who amber a- amber she had a vibe of like you're an important <laughs> character <laughs> she had an Aunt- important character vibe 
Amber is not a superhero. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. But Adam Eve is. And, um, and, and one thing they do in the comics, and here's a change they did, uh, and, and they really explored this more in season two. So this, this is good to talk about is that they, they took, they took a turn with Amber's character that they did not take in the comics. And I, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it because not that the turn they did was bad per se, but, but I just, um, I know where the story's going and I'm like, I'm rooting, I'm rooting for where, where I, it's going. And, um, in, so basically, basically there's a love triangle between Mark, Adam, Eve, and Amber. Um, and as you read the comics, and I would say even to an extent at, throughout the first, the, the first half of season one, like you're kind of saying to yourself, Mark belongs with Adam Eve. Mark doesn't belong with Amber. Amber's not a bad person. Amber Amber is perfectly fine. Like there's nothing wrong with her character. But Amber, I'm sorry, uh, Adam Eve and Mark belong together. And 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 for whatever reason, they've really uh, extended Amber's. Uh, Amber's shelf life in in the TV TV series because I, if I remember correctly, there's a lot coming with this show. <laughs> what, 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 what I well, what I remember, well, not not shelf life in that way, but but like what I remember in the uh, in the in the comics is that is that uh, you know they they kind of go they go through about season one and by the end of season one, Amber and Mark break up, and that's a good thing because. It makes room for Adam, Eve, and Mark's romance to start blossoming, but they're not going down that route in season two. Like, like uh, Amber and Mark are still together, and they're actually kind of thriving a little bit. They're working out some challenges. I'm just gonna point out until Mark has his time with the ants, I'm I'm not sure he'll really understand the ants. Well, just like his dad, he's got to have his time with the Oh, dads. yeah, yeah. yeah that <laughs> was... Quick clarification, because yeah. you're talking to a biologist. Do you mean like the insect ants or like yes. sibling? Oh, okay. All right. Insect Thank you for ants. clarifying that. Um, All right. Just wanted so, to make sure that like my visualization was yeah. on par. Okay. So now, now that Amanda's back, uh, <laughs> Jekka did see season one. Okay. Episode, episode, one. episode one. Episode one. A little gory for her. But she's still interested, but she has to take some breaks in between. So yeah, I'm going to have to do it. like a little bit, a little, ch- I can't just binge it. I'll have to like do a little bit at a time. That. So, yeah. So, okay. All right. Amanda, uh, because you've seen season. Most of season two. No, no. Or most you've of- seen all of season two that's been released so far. It's no, amidst- I haven't. Yes, you've seen four episodes. I've seen three episodes. Wait. Someone watched an episode no, without me. No, well, I don't even know what you're talking about. Fight, fight, fight. What was the last episode you saw? Um they fought over um they they took dad away from the ants. Yes, that was the last episode of season two. It's a mid season finale and it's picks up. No, it it picks up again in January. Lame. So okay, all right. So Amanda has seen everything. Okay, Amanda. Okay, big spoilers now. Big spoilers, okay? Um did did the uh uh the meeting between Omni-Man and Invincible 
post season one seem convincible or convincible, <laughs> invincible, <laughs> convincing, convincible. I think it's convincing. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Care to elaborate? Do you not think it's I, convincing, Austin? I, I, no, 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 no. I, I, yes, but I knew it was coming. You know, what no, was coming. the problem is, is that's a loaded question with spoilers in it. Yeah, go for it. You're in spoiler well, territory. I'm yeah, in spoiler territory. If you're going to start yeah. with, is this scene convincing? <laughs> well, why wouldn't it be convincing? What are you not, what are you, what do you know that you're not sharing? Huh? Because oh, like, no, no, that's what no, the question no, no. says okay, to me. Okay, okay, okay. The, my question had no hidden elements to it. Right. My, my, no, no, no. My my question was like I knew that was going to happen, but um, but for somebody who's experiencing it for the first time, I, I was curious because I've I've sat with this information for like ten years. I want I want to know if 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 it was convincing and, or if it seemed like fake and rushed or anything. Okay. There's a lot of different ways to word that without sounding like it's not real. Okay. All right. And convincing sounds like it wasn't really real. And now because you've read the comics, I'm questioning everything about it. You could have said, what did you think? Instead of critiquing my question, why don't you answer my question? Okay. So, (laughs) I don't even know where to begin because, <laughs> um, what did you think of that? Scene? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to formulate now. Um, I really liked the betrayal of Omni Man. How he, it's it's a classic narcissistic traits, and it seems that all of the Viltrumites have this of. They're going to love bomb you and show you, oh, look how amazing, like, I can be for you until they get what they want. And then, oh, this is all for me. Nothing's for you. And Omni, the, um, they do Omni-Man so well in that, that he, he's entirely doesn't, accept any responsibility for his actions (laughs) and it's awesome how well they show that and then everyone else is left to deal with the repercussions of his decisions and that fight between omni-man and invincible is just one more is just basically the next level up of omni-man not taking responsibility and not understanding why people disagree with him. So so when they reunite the last episode of the mid-season, season two, um, Mark's still... Mark, Mark's still upset! Well, Mark semi-forgives him, but he's still upset too. I like, wouldn't like, have even stayed for that! <laughs> like, he, he kind of... He kind of he sits in uh he sits on the fence uh, a little bit so the alien ants he's then introduced to his little brother between his dad and the alien ants so as a biologist 
I'm sure that that is much more interesting. That is a very interesting statement that you just came out of your mouth, having no context except for episode one. <laughs> so it's a half humanoid alien, half ant alien. Nice. Okay. Who comes out humanoid looking, but purple. Okay. Purple. Why are why do people think ants are purple? They're so, not purple. No, the yeah. ants aren't purple. The baby's purple. The baby's purple, yeah. All right. So Amanda. You you saw more uh, Viltrumites for the first time outside of Omni Man. Did they meet your expectations in that last episode? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> were they were they as powerful and as scary as this the so, the TV show made them out to be as soon as they it, showed up? I think of them. I, I don't necessarily think of them as terrible. About yes, they have these powers. I think of them in how they use their powers. I think of them as basically as they're talking about narcissists. It's a whole planet full of narcissists that decided, you know what? Let's be narcissists together. <laughs> that's true. Oh my word. That's so funny. And, and every, you get a planet. You get a planet and you can do whatever you want to your planet until we come and conquer it. Just subdue them and you can do whatever you want to that planet. No repercussions because they're beneath us. Uh, oh, I'm excited to keep watching now. It, it, it's <laughs> That's totally different than what to Together, unite! <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Um, so that's what I think of the Viltrumites. <laughs> well, it's it's basically a planet full of supermen who are narcissists. Now, okay, so so check this out though. So at the end, so so big spoiler warning. At the end of the uh, mid season season two, uh, we get Mark. Uh, we get Mark uh, beaten up again, but this time he's given a new mission. You remember that mission? Yep. He he's invincible is basically supposed to join the Viltrumite Empire and uh and weaken and, and take and take over Earth on behalf of his father Omni Man, who failed at it. And they're going to send Vil other Viltrumites to check in on him. And and so obviously we know what's what's coming up in the rest of the season, but oh my word. I'm so happy because one of the coolest things in the in the entire comic book series is going to pop up when uh, when when the Viltrumites come to check in on Mark, and it's right around the corner. So I'm super excited about that. But uh, but I won't say anything more about that. How many comic books are there? There's a lot. There's like nine hundred. Some lot. yeah. Oh, okay. there's, there's a good chunk. Do we know how many seasons we're going to get of Invincible? Oh, are they going to? Uh, I, I think they're, they're, the whole comic or yeah i mean that, that's the idea i think uh, we're, we're probably going to get anywhere from like six to nine seasons based based wow. off of how many they do but but, here, but here's the thing though um the um they introduced uh one of my favorite characters uh in in the entire series like you don't even get a chance to uh see this uh character throughout season one um, and and they they finally introduced him in in uh, the beginning of season two, and uh, <laughs> and I am brain farting his name completely. Ah, 
Uh, I want to say Yingwei Malmsteen, but that's that's a guitar player. That's not the that's not the dude. Um, give me a second. What? Uh, anyways, he is the. Oh come on! How am I not finding this? Gosh. Uh, he's the giant brain dude. <laughs> All right, give me a second. Give me a second. This, this is driving me insane. Please Invincible. hold while Austin looks up a character's name. <laughs> Invincible. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Um, Angstrom Levy. There we go. Thank you. Angstrom Levy. Thank you, the internet. Angstrom Levy is one of the uh, most interesting bad guys because he's not a Viltrumite, but he's a major villain for uh, Invincible because uh, – and, and they introduce him, and they introduce kind of what his story is. Basically, long story short is um, – he he comes from different multiverses and his superpower is that he can he can travel to di- different dimensions he's just a, he's a normal human who can travel to different dimensions and open up portals and all that stuff and um and for, in his dimension and and other similar dimensions uh invincible is a bad guy and so from from his point of view he is the hero that has to stop invincible Ooh, I and, like that. And so, uh, and so he he comes into this universe, uh, basically a bad guy to our invincible because he is under the correct impression that uh, invincible is a villain. In, in, invincible is a villain because in every in every multiverse, invincible is a villain, and so it really plays up this really interesting dynamic of. Here's a character who, in all intents and purposes, is correct, but he just happens to be a bad guy in this universe. When in every other universe, he's he is actually a good guy. He's actually that a hero. Is cool. It oh, is cool. I love that. It that is, is cool. cool. It is cool. And so, so they just introduced him in season two. They just gave us a taste of him, and they showed a little bit of what he's doing and why he's doing it. But now, moving forward, we're going to get the real Angstrom Levy. Uh, because I, I called him the brain dude because his brain uh, basically ha- has absorbed all of the memories, all the history, all the knowledge of all his other counterparts throughout the multiverse. And so he can remember and he, he, he has the knowledge and the memories of every single version of himself throughout the multiverse, except for this one that he's in right now because it's a brand new one. And so, so yeah, it's, it's a very interesting character. Um, and, uh, and I, and I look forward to what they're doing with, I look forward to what they do with him. When, when they first introduced him in this uh, season, I was, I was a little worried. I have to be honest with you. I was, a, I was a tad worried because um, they, they, I, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if they were clearly explaining who, what his character was uh, for, 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 uh, new new newbies to this uh, universe, and so um, so I think they're still expanding it. So I, I might have given you more information than what they kind of gave you in uh, the first half of the season. Did, did I explain more than what they what the TV show explained? Yes. Okay. Well, all right. Well, there you go. There you go. You're, so he's one of my favorite characters in in the Invincible comics, uh, and he and he and he produces some real interesting uh, scenarios for the characters. So. Good, good stuff. So uh, anything you're looking forward to in uh, the latter half of season two or, or what? 
does he take his baby half brother, half alien? Well, he's half alien as well, but um, half aunt brother to be raised by his mom, who's been severely scarred, <laughs> severely, severely scarred by his dad. Okay. That's like a very good question. Half brother. I guess you'll have to find out. his mom does not live long. No, his mom doesn't. And his... Oh, actually, probably, probably the Viltrumites are going to kill the half-brother. That's what I think is going to happen. Mm. Mm, I could see that happening. They, they, they've already said, like, interbreeding with unacceptable species is um, punishable. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, Invincible is a uh, really good comics uh, series, really good TV show. If you can deal with uh, a little bit of the gore, maybe just close your eyes or put your hands up from time. Yeah, to it was time. one of those things. Like I was thinking about it, I was like, "How?" Like, because I read lots of books that can get pretty gory, but then I realized, you know, having a lovely active imagination, I just kind of like don't picture that. I'm just like bloody. Okay, cool, move on. But like seeing it as a visual, like actually drawn out, I was just like, "Oh, there it is." <laughs> Now, <laughs> it's also the biologist in me that has very basic anatomy ID skills that I see that like brain splatter, gut splatter, all that. And I'm just like, oh, what organ is that? I'm like, no, 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 Jekka, no, let's not do that because that's hey, gross. Yeah, <laughs> so when you yeah. get to the final episode of season one, just be prepared. Hold on, hold it, hold it, hold it. You will get the idea of what is happening. When it starts happening, you will know. Just fast forward. Well, okay. Just fast or, forward. Or just just keep your hand the hand up or look down or something. Just fast forward. You will usually what I do idea. is I look away. <laughs> I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The one scene the one scene in the uh final episode of season one that you don't want to watch if you don't like blood and guts is the train scene. As soon okay. as the as soon as the as soon as a train pops up, it's the only train in the in the episode. As soon as the train comes, just 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 look down for just a little bit. Just fast forward. Just skip. <laughs> noted. Thank you. Yeah. I I was flabbergasted. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I I I did not believe. Okay. I was floored that they made this scene. <laughs> now and. Here's the crazy thing is that there's been talks about making a live action invincible, no. oh. which I don't, I don't think you could do. No, I, 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 I not. I mean, like I told you that, like my threat, like I, I, I never, you know, it's one of those things I didn't know where my threshold was with that blood, like blood and gore, like gory violence until I watched the Suicide Squad, and then there were parts, and I was like, oh yeah, that that crosses that crossed the threshold, that crossed it, and so it was like, okay, now I know where that threshold is. <laughs> So it's for that reason um, I haven't I, watched I, the boys. Like I've heard a lot about the boys. Oh, yeah. yeah, the boys. I've also back. heard a lot about the boys that I'm like, yeah, if I and I tell people, I'm like, if it's along the lines of the Suicide Squad, I will have a, a trouble it, with it. I would put the Suicide Squad below the boys and also yeah. below Invincible. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but at the same time, like you can fast forward through. They like, skip those I guess what, parts. It, to me, it's just, it's just, it's just cartoon so it's more doable than if it was live action so anyways anyways uh any final thoughts on invincible no. one way or another okay so before we before we uh head off all together um because it's the holiday season we're going to be taking the uh next couple weeks off 
uh, minus our upcoming D&D podcast. But we're going to start up the main podcast again at, after the new year. And we are going to be covering the new Aquaman movie. That's right. That's right. So subscribe and review us wherever you're listening at uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever else you find us. Next week, we'll, we will remember we'll be gone. The week after that, we'll be gone. Happy holidays. And then we'll talk. Then we'll talk Aquaman, too. So leave us a voicemail with your thoughts at anchor.fm slash supernerdpodcast or email us at supernerdpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search Supernerd Podcast. Give us a like. Give us a share. So from all of us at Supernerd Podcast, stay nerdy, my friends. Have fun.